City Church. It is a delight to be with you, although I would have preferred to be with you in person, but this is second best. I greet you with um, the love of the Lord and uh, such an incredible thankfulness in our hearts. Samin and I were able to be away a bit on holiday and we got back safely, uh, COVID-free, and uh, just good to be back in Bulawayo. We've been on Matthew 28 verse 18 to 20, and uh, the last verse says this, verse 20, Jesus speaking, he says, teach them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. There are two pronouns in this, personal pronouns in this verse, it's I and you. The I obviously is Jesus talking to us about what he has commanded and what he will do. He will always presence himself amongst us through Holy Spirit. And the second pronoun is you. Obviously includes me, but it's you. And it speaks to us. It speaks to what our responsibility is. And it, and it talks about the importance of God using people. And so today I want to talk to you about this incredible responsibility we have of being messengers. We have spoken about the mission uh, from Matthew 28. We've spoken about the motivation. Clive did that and just helped us understand that Holy Spirit is with us. And then last week, Kilton spoke about the um, the, the the message that, that is brought about. And that's, that's a whole message of repentance. And so today, we want to talk about the messenger, the messengers, actually, in plural. And that's why the word you is so important. It includes you and me. And um, it's incredible that you find that the Greek word they use, human, is, is actually very clearly the plural um, for you. It's not the singular you, it's the plural you. And the reason for our conversation today about this, about you and me, is because the you is really, really being challenged at the moment. I'm talking about the you as our collective um, uh, fellowship, our collective gathering, our collective being as a church. And, uh, and I want to talk to us about that and actually just give you a few stats. It's quite, quite um, sobering, just these incredible stats and in, um, interesting facts about what had been happening of late. Since 2020, it was about March the 22nd, was our last gathering as a people. Since that weekend, um, we've had 39 Sundays in the year of 2020 that we could have met. And uh, we were able to do 75% of them. And uh, we had the lockdown that we couldn't. And But the point is, in 2020, 75% of the Sundays we could actually meet. During 2021, we've had 35 Sundays thus far. And the sad reality is that we've only been able to meet for 15 of them. And so in other words... 43% of the Sundays in 2021, we have not been able to meet. And it's coming close to about 50. So every week as we don't meet, it, it, it climbs. That figure becomes more. It's already been 11 weeks again since we've met last. I think it was in June that we were able to meet together. And, um, and yeah, those are the sobering realities of where we are. So why am I giving you these stats to complain? I guess not really, because that's not going to really help, is it? But I'm wanting to try to help us understand 
that the you is something that we've got to really work hard at. And we haven't been able to do much of that you on a Sunday, but we've got to do you in another way then. We don't know what the future holds. We, we're hoping. I'm certainly trusting that we will be able to meet again um, and, and do that in such a way that will be honorable towards the Lord. But we simply cannot wait for Sunday meetings to come about to work hard at the you factor. There's another verse that I want to share with you from, from John 13, where Jesus uses this word you six times. And I'll read it. It says in John 13, verse 34 to 35, it says, A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. You also uh, are to love one another. By this, this is the important thing, by this all people will know that you, you're watching, you're listening, you're reading, are my disciples, if you love one another. So Jesus saying is, if we get this right, Jesus says all people will know something about him. In other words, if we love one another, if we, it's not just if you meet together as one another, it says if you love one another. And perhaps we need to apologize and say, sorry for trying to make it all around Sunday meetings and Sunday gatherings, because loving one another goes far beyond just Sundays. And, and as I said, 43% of this year, we haven't been able to meet together. But what about working hard at loving one another beyond what Sundays could ever do. So Jesus is actually saying the greatest standout feature of you being my disciples is not how you gather on Sundays. It's how you love one another beyond Sundays. And I think what has happened because of lockdown and, and the COVID, we've so withdrawn into ourselves that we've forgotten to actually love one another. And may I say respectfully that we become more aware of loving ourselves than loving one another, folks. And I trust that you'll somehow see this with me today, that loving one another is not just rushing at the first opportunity we have to get together, but loving one another starts immediately after this preach, is the way we treat those around us. And Jesus is through, through Paul, when we read in Romans 12, I'll read to you later on, he uses this, this picture that loving each other starts within the church. And as we can love there, we can go wider. We need to realize that, that growing the church, making the church stronger, and seeing people becoming stronger should not be dependent on whether we can or not meet on Sundays. Obviously, it's helpful. I understand. I love it too. But we cannot put all of our hope on that. We can't rely on that. We've got to understand that, that loving each other is not dependent upon a gathering. And I've recently kind of stumbled upon Romans 12 and just been reading it in my own time and found a couple of real practical tips that, that I believe can help us to love one another in such a way that it will be a standout feature of who we are as a people of God, and it's not dependent upon Sunday gathering moments. And so if you are able to, with me, turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Romans and read just a couple of verses together. I wish we had the time to go through it in depth, but we're not going to be able to do that. But 
Paul is very clear, encouraging the church. He's speaking to the believers in the church in Rome. And he says to them in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, he says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. He says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And so I want to say to you that loving each other, and, and letting that be a standout feature of who we are as a church starts with a life that is dedicated to God and not dedicated to the world and the pleasures of this world. There's no way that I can love you and you can love me if it's, if it's filled and, or, or con, confused or diluted with the things of the world. We've got to be absolutely dedicated to our God. And say to him, here I am, I present myself to you and live sacrificially for you. And I implore you today, don't just come to meetings when we can meet again. But please give yourselves entirely to God. And as you do that, recognize that then that means that you've got to love one another. So please, if, if you've been in some form of a hiding, in terms of just a hiding place where you've gone into such seclusion. I understand the whole thing of, of, of physical distance and all that, but please don't stay away from people in terms of loving them. You don't need to have them in your home necessarily to love them. You can simply just be interested in them. The second thing that, that Paul uh, speaks to us is in, is in verse 3. He says, For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone, none of you excluded again, me neither, that we, not, we ought not to think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think, but to think with sober judgment. Folks, I, I think this is a critical thing. And, and may I say that in our current context, when we think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think, we can think that we don't need anybody else. I'm okay on my own. And I want to I shock you a bit this morning or this afternoon or this evening, whenever you're watching this, that you cannot manage on your own. Please take this to heart and don't feel condemned through it. But please understand that you cannot think of yourself in such a way that you say, well, I don't need people. That is actually thinking of yourself too highly and considering yourself fine on your own. You can't do that. Then it reads further, and this is a portion that so often we, we, we use in terms of serving each other through the gifts that we have. And verses 4 to 8 talks about the fact that we are many uh, members within this body and each member needs to contribute and, and give of, their, of themselves in various ways. And it talks about various gifts. And I want to say our effectiveness and strength as a church is not determined by how good our Sunday gatherings are and how good we serve through these things on Sundays, but how each one of us are willing to fulfill our role as it relates to what he says here in verses 4 to 8 from, through prophecy, through service, through teaching, through exhortation or encouragement, through contributing or giving, through leading or through having mercy, that we are able to do these things beyond Sundays. So I want to ask you, how well are you doing this? How well are you serving? How well are you prophesying and declaring the truth? How well are you just teaching? How well are you just exhorting, encouraging people? These things are real for us. This is the way in which, a way, in which we can practically love one another. We don't need to go to a meeting on a Sunday to do this. You, for instance, as a father, as a mother, as a parent, you can teach your children at home. And I know that we don't have children's church at the moment. 
but you can teach them. And by the way, just a side note here. We have material available for you. We can do that every Sunday for the parents to teach their children some good, good biblical values. But the sad thing is that many parents have not asked for this. Over the last couple of weeks, we have had this available to parents. And I'm not condemning any parent. I'm just saying, guys, don't wait for the next meeting on a Sunday to let your children be taught something through the children's church workers. But you at home are not teaching them anything. We have this material for free, but nobody's asking. And so I'm asking you, please let our love for one another be real. Let your love for your children be real in the way that you teach them at home. The next thing that he says is, we've got to be giving. It's another gift. So please give. And, and giving is not just something that those that have much money can give or make available. It's something that we all can do. The little we have is something that we can make available to others. I want to encourage and appreciate those of you that have been faithful in your giving, in your tithes and your offerings towards King City Church. And uh, I want to encourage those of you that have forgotten a, bit, a little bit about it. You know, the reality is that we don't meet on Sunday, so people think that, you know, perhaps I don't need to give. Please don't forgive that the reality is that God wants us to worship Him through our giving, through our finances too. And you know how to do that. So please keep on giving towards the Lord so that God can see that you have given of yourself, yourself to Him. Paul carries on, he says in verse 9, he says, let love be genuine. <laughs> and um, let it be something that you do with affection, it says in verse 10. Love one another with brotherly affection. So it means that we've got to make our love be real. And let our concern be real for one another. And we're at a time, we're in a time where we don't see each other. But I want to implore you today and ask of you kindly. Please think, please consider, please reach out to one another with brotherly or sisterly affection and showing a real concern for one another. I want to ask you, when last have you reached out to someone from church that perhaps you have not chatted to in a while? May I remind you today that we need to love one another with real care and real concern. Maybe we need to reach out to someone that we've kind of... We're aware of that they used to come to church with us on a Sunday. We would see them, but we, we don't really know their name. We, we're just thinking about them. Maybe you need to ask the question, shouldn't I be perhaps just reaching out to that person? And if you don't know who they are and you kind of want to find out just, you know, their details, maybe you can phone the church office or the church admin phone and, and just try to find out who that person is that you have been stirring in your heart to reach out to. And verse 12 we are encouraged to rejoice in hope, to be patient in tribulation, and to be constant in prayer. How beautiful is that? That um, we need to live with this hope in our hearts for this moment that we're in. And there's so much being spread and so much being said and so much being um, shared with people that is actually attacking our hope. I want to ask you, make sure that you're a, a steward of hope, that you receive hope when you spread hope, that you don't spread rumors, that you don't spread fake news or false news and all sorts of conspiracy theories and, and actually causing division through that. And currently we are facing that reality as a people in this nation 
all across this world where some are pro-vaccine and some are anti-vaccine and, and there's, there's a lot of people that have got incredible material on both sides and, and they're spreading that and, and actually maybe what they're doing is not necessarily spreading hope. I want to ask you, make sure that you spread hope. And I want to also ask you, make sure that you don't form part of a specific group or a side of this whole vaccine thing and say, I'm joining this side. I'm the anti ones. And then don't talk to me about, you know, having had yourself vaccinated. I, I don't appreciate that. Or I'm, I'm a pro and, and how can you, how dare you not get vac vaccinated? Let's not become part of a side or a particular pursuit of supposedly the best way to deal with this. Let's pursue Christ and let's follow what is helpful for us from scripture. And then also, are you praying for people within the body? That's a practical way to love one another and to care for each other. In verse 13, again, it says, you contribute to the needs of the saint and seek to show hospitality. How clear is that, that we, that we need to reach out to one another? It's not wait for Sunday moment so that you can do this, but reach out to people so that you can care for them. And there are so many practical things, even beyond what I've mentioned here. It says, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those that are weeping practical things that we can do to be messengers of love. We've got a message to share. We've got a mission that we're on. And you and I are called to be the messengers. It says you, you need to go and do this. And behold, I'll be with you, Jesus says. But it really means that you and I need to pick up our responsibility, not wait for Sunday meetings to happen. And praise the Lord when they do. I can't wait for that to happen. But in the meantime, when they do happen or not, we have to be these messengers of love and reach out to each other in practical ways. And it starts within the body. Next week, we will talk about how do we love those outside of the body of Christ, outside not serving Christ. But first, we've got to start with, with loving people within the body. And if you need to change your heart about just your consideration and, and your, your love for the people within the church, please do that. If you, my friend, have only been looking out for your own welfare, your own safety, your own health, I want to ask you to repent. Because that's not what God has called us to live like. It starts in Romans 12 with a life sacrificing unto God. That means that I cannot just think about myself. And I understand, you've got to be wise with your health, but we cannot live selfishly. We cannot only think about ourselves. So let's be messengers of love, loving, first of all, within the body and caring for one another and do that in practical ways. May God stir you to think creatively how we can do that. And I pray that he will help us to not just wait for the next meeting to happen, but to take up our responsibility and love each other in practical ways. God bless you. I want to pray that God will help us with this. Let's pray. Father, today we thank you that we can be called the church. And as a church, we're on mission. We have been motivated by you. You, with, you are within us. You, you walk with us. And you've given us a message, a message of hope. And you've therefore made us the messengers. And first of all, Lord God, we have a message towards our fellow believers and that is where we've got to love them. We've got to reach out to them. And this will be our standout feature that the world will know 
that you are real through the love that we have for one another. I pray, God, that you will help us as King City Church to truly, genuinely, authentically love one another. And that where people have found themselves a little bit in, the, in hiding places, that they will come out of hiding and enter into a real life of saying, I'm, I'm interested in you, my brother, my sister. Let me reach out to you. Let me, let me make contact with you. Let, let's do whatever it is, Lord God, that's necessary. I pray that you'll help us with that, Father, as a church, that we will effectively, Lord God, and biblically and sacrificially reach out to one another and so bring glory to your name so that the world out there may see that we're a church, not because we meet on a Sunday, but because we love one another in a real authentic and godly way. I trust you for that. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for being with us. And I look forward, not necessarily to another video recording, but to seeing you in person. God bless you. Bye-bye.